Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip again. Hope you're doing well. Had a couple of phone calls today in the last couple of days. Some things that's been brought to my attention. And Y'all hear that bird? Isn't that just beautiful? But anyway, um, just things that are happening in our world and, and lost people. You know, there's lost people out there that, heck, some of them aren't even lost. Some of them are Christians. And they're, they're being condemned by the church, being run out of the church, told they can't come to church. I can't tell you the stories I've heard in the past several days of people who've been run out of church because they're gay or... Or they're uh, tattooed. Uh, I've, I've harped on this before. I've talked about this before. And you know, um, I didn't even use, I'm not even using that scripture, but it just came to my mind the situation of. Jesus was at the well, and he met the um, the Samaritan woman who came to the well, and he asked for water. And he asked her where her husband was, and she says, I'm not married. And he says, you're right, and the man you live with now is not your husband. And she said uh, she'd been married five times. And the woman went back to the village and she told the people about Jesus at the well, and the people from the village came back, and and Jesus stayed with them several days, and the whole village was saved. The whole village was saved because of that woman. Now I'm going to switch it around for you. The woman comes to the well, and there's a Baptist preacher there. And he says, where's your husband? And she says, I don't have one. I live with a guy. And he says, you're going to hell for adultery and fornication. Repent. He doesn't even try to understand her situation, her plight. They have no finesse. Most importantly, they don't have what? They don't have grace. You know, um, there's a lot of people who are living in sin these days, except for three people. There's three people that were perfect at one time on this earth. And everybody else has been born into sin and is living in sin and is trying to get through this earth to the next life either by doing as much sin as we can or trying not to sin. And those three people, by the way, for you, I know you know who one of them was. It's Jesus Christ. And the other two 
were Adam and Eve. Now they fell from grace, but they were two of the most perfect people on earth ever created. You know, there's a hurtful world out there and they need our love. I tell you what, what if you get up in the morning? You get up, you wake up, you say good morning to your spouse, your significant other, your boyfriend. I don't care if you're living with somebody, whoever. And they say, they look at you and say, get out of my face, your breath stinks. And then you brush your teeth and you get dressed and you go to walk out the door and they say, are you going to wear that? You look like a monkey. Or a clown. Good luck today. And you're thinking, dang. Who got up on the wrong side of the bed? Well, then you... You drive to work. You're driving down the road. And somebody cuts you off and flips you the finger and... Says, screams out the window, I hope you die. And then you go... To work, and you're walking in the building, and you go in there, and you sit down, or wherever at your job, and your boss, you say, "Good morning. What the heck's good about this morning? What the, what the heck is your problem? You know." Then you go to lunch, and the person messes up your order. And you say, I'm sorry, you know, that's not water. What do I look like, a freaking mind reader? You know, you see how it's all going? Everything is going against you. Then you go out to get in your car and your tires are cut. You go to change your tire and the tire is flat, the spare tire. Finally, you get home, and your spouse says, where have you been? And you say, well, I went out, and my tire was cut. And instead of saying, oh, man, you know, I wish you'd have called me, I would have come. They say, well, who the heck did you piss off? Serves you right. You know, going to work dressed like that today and the way you screw with everybody. You see how your day has been? Some people lived that day. And now, you walk into a church, and what's the first thing people do? They lie into you about the clothes you're wearing, or the tattoos you have, or how long your hair is. I know of a preacher who preached against long hair, Because a man was sitting there in his service with long hair. He changed his sermon, said that God laid it on his heart to teach about the sin of long hair. Just because that young man came to church and had long hair. I personally had a preacher tell me that I couldn't preach in his church because I had long hair and a beard. And I said, what about that picture of Jesus in there on the wall? He has long hair and a beard. 
And he says, but we have higher standards than that. You see, what is wrong with our world? Jesus didn't say this to people. When, when they brought the woman accused of adultery in front of Jesus, they said, do you condemn her or not? And he said, who without sin cast the first stone? He didn't say, yep, let's take her out and stone her. And, you know, everybody else in this town has done whatever. He said, ye without sin cast the first stone. I saw something on TikTok today. It's so true. It cost absolutely zero. Zero effort. Zero dollars. Zero anything. To say something kind. Like my mama used to say, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. You know, there's a lot of preachers that stand up in the pulpit and they preach hellfire and damnation. How bad we're sinning, how bad we're doing this, how... Drinking and alcohol and drugs. and Let me tell you something. There ain't a drunk out there. There ain't a person that's addicted to drugs out there. There ain't a person out there that's doing these bad things. That doesn't know it's bad. What they don't need is for some guy to come down out of the pulpit grab them by the back of the neck, and rub their nose in life. Don't need it. They could stay at home and not get abused. There's enough evil and hate in this world without going to church and getting it too. I meet people, I talk to people, I meet people where they are. I would love to be preaching in a church, I'd love to be sharing the gospel with people, but I do what I feel God's called me to do. You know, a lot of people, like I said... We have the law. We know what we're supposed to be doing. We know when we're wrong. But do you know what it says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9? It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It's not works. It's not what we do that gets us saved. It's grace. The grace of Christ. It's a gift of God. 
His son died on a cross for us to have that grace. And what does Paul say in Galatians 2, verse 21? He says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. All you people that preach law, that preach... You can't have tattoos. You got to have this Bible. You got to do whatever. Why did Christ bother going through the process of getting his self nailed to a cross if the law would get us into heaven? Jesus didn't say to anybody that I can find in the Bible when he was out preaching on the sermons or healing people or whatever, he didn't say to them, I'm sorry, you're not wearing the right kind of robe to be around here. I'm sorry. Your scroll is not a King James version. I won't talk to you. Or at that woman at the well, oh, you're living in adultery. You're going to hell. He didn't say any of that. You know, we talked about COVID and we've talked about... Recently, has been this is a topic has been on me for a while. And I guess God's trying to get a point across to me or somebody... But I think COVID has happened because the world is getting bad. The shot will be the mark of the beast. The, the churches are being forced outside the church to evangelize through communications. Podcast, uh, Facebook, YouTube, it's reaching the world. It's reaching people in places that the church has not been in years. The church has been a place that has built this uh, reputation of, if you want Jesus, you got to come to us. Mission work is for a few people that will pay around to go around the world, but we're not going to do it here in our church. We're going to hang out and do VBS once a year and uh, do our stuff on Sunday and Wednesday. And if you want to come, you're welcome to come, but, you know, we're not going to do visitation. We're not going to, you know, do anything for the shut-ins. But now everybody is streaming People are getting Jesus in all ways, shapes, and form. The church today is no different than it was in the day of Jesus. They're legalistic Pharisees, Sadducees. And like my friend Ken's friend Ken said, the majority of churches are preaching people into hell.
telling them where they're going to go if they don't change their ways, what they're going to do, how, how bad a life of sin they're living, how bad their clothes look, how long their hair is, and how much drinking they're doing. And instead of trying to help the people in your community, instead of trying to be a light to the... You know, what, what is the rainbow? The rainbow is many colors. It represents all the different colors of people in the world, the lifestyles, everything. You know, I've said it before. How are you going to witness to somebody if you run them off from church? All the people sitting there on Sunday are people that have a like-minded attitude. It doesn't mean they're all Christians, but they're coming and trying. But then when somebody comes in trying and you think they're a freak show, you run them off. If a guy comes in with his hair spiked up like the 1980s pop music and he looks like a peacock and he's got tattoos and earrings, bring him on in. Let's talk music for a while before the service starts. But Jesus is for everybody. If a gay couple comes in, and they want to sit down in the church. Somebody's got something in common with one of them. Somebody's a computer whiz or a nurse or something. Somebody's got something in common you can talk about. Bring them in. Doesn't mean you approve of what they're doing. But how else are you going to witness to people and let them learn about Jesus if you slam the door in their face? And oh my God, this thing about long hair. My gosh, I had long hair. Oh, oh, by the way, has everybody in the church completely forgotten about Samson? Man had long hair and God said if he ever cut it, you'd lose your strength. Have you forgot about that? Oh, oh, oh I understand. I, I got you. It was okay for Samson to have long hair. But you've set standards higher than God's standards now. And you can't have long hair. I, I I got that. I got that. I guess that's kind of the same thing about wearing suits to church, right? I mean, they didn't have suits when Jesus was around. They all wore robes because, you know, the desert climate, and that's what they had back then. But, but you set your standard higher. And a repentant person, a repentant sinner... Wearing blue jeans or flip-flops and shorts is not welcome because they don't have a suit. I'm wondering what do they wear to church in Hawaii, you know, and the Philippines and places like that where it's so blasted hot. Do you think they wear suits or they wear flip-flops and shorts a lot of times? All I know is we need to get back to the basics of Christianity, and it's believe in the Son of Christ and grace. That's your two fundamentals. And if you can do that, we're going to start walking pretty good together if you can refrain from making ugly comments. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Thanks for tuning in and listening to me rant and rave. 
hope everyone's having a good day. Be safe. Give a positive comment to somebody. Say hey. Invite them to church or talk to Jesus with them. Tell them that Christ loves them. God bless.